You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Miami Dolphin fans, and welcome to a very special episode of the Same Old Dolphin Show. I'm Josh Katzker, and not with me today is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Well, at least not yet. You'll be hearing from him in just a moment. This is one of those weird situations where life is just real busy, so we're not able to get together and actually do a live show the way that we'd like to for all of you here on the Dolphins Talk Podcast Network and the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel. Uh, We wanted to get into your ears and eyes right away to talk about the first preseason game of the season, which took place on Saturday. And so since we weren't able to get together, we figured, well, we're going to just do these two solo segments, which those of you who have been watching and listening to the show for the long t- for a long time know that that's something that we like to do. So it's just going to be a quick little segment here for me, and then you're going to hear from the brain. The thing is, I told the brain, hey, let's do a five-minute segment. I'll do like five minutes. You'll do like five minutes. Bam, bam, bam. Be a real quick thing. We'll throw it up on YouTube. It'll be great. Well, the brain sends me a 20-minute video and, uh, you know, I was like, well, okay. (laughs) All right, brain. That's what he does. You know, he's going to go five. He goes 20. This is what he does. He likes to talk. So anyway, I'm going to make this quick so you can get right to the brain's thoughts on the game. Um, What I'm going to say when we talk about preseason game because listen I'm happy the Dolphins won a lot of things to take away some good performances I think you like what Skylar Thompson did for you you like to see Lynn Bowden Jr. he did a good job uh, working himself up up the depth chart and he's either gonna get himself a fringe position on this team in the wide receiver core or he's gonna add some value so the team can shop him and and trade him somewhere else to get some capital in return. So you like to see him do a good job there. You like to see Mike McDaniel get a win, even in a in a, in a quote unquote fake football game. It's not fake. It's predetermined. For my wrestling fans out there, of course, it wasn't predetermined. Uh, but you like to see Mike McDaniel get a, a win, even in a preseason game. Uh, you like to see Jason Sanders kicking bombs. You like it. You like to see Jason Sanders when he's not being tainted by uh, Michael Pilardi. You like to see him kicking some field goals. So that's really good. And then, of course, there were plenty of things that were were not so good in this game. And and I'll let the brain get into that in a little bit more detail. But obviously, still some concerns about the offensive line. Still some concerns about Noah Igbenogany. And, uh, and of course, obviously, there's concerns with our cornerback depth, particularly after the injury to Trill Williams, losing him for the season, which is just, gosh, just makes you sick because this was a guy who was on the fringe, almost made the, you know, was right there last year. And and here he is really about to make a big leap forward. And was this was going to be a transformational year for him. You really feel that way anyway. And, and, and to lose him, uh, it just you you really feel bad for the guy, and you know you you know I, I mean that first and foremost you feel bad for the player, you feel bad for the man, 
Um, but, you know, sucks a little bit for the Dolphins, too. Depth taking a little bit of a blow there. He was somebody that was going to be probably your your cornerback four. Uh, and as you'll hear in just a minute, the brain makes no mention of the move that the Dolphins have since made, which was signing Mackenzie Alexander, a six-year vet, played most of his career with the Minnesota Vikings, also played one season in Cincinnati. But the Dolphins are adding him, just added him on Monday to shore up their cornerback depth. And so uh, that's a player that we'll we'll get to see a little bit, hopefully, of in the uh, weeks to come and I think has a real shot at making the regular season roster, that final 53-man roster for the Miami Dolphins. So uh, I- I'm going to get out of the way and let the brain give you his thoughts because he give you a 20-minute breakdown here coming up. But before I do that, um, real quick by now, if you've been listening to all of the podcasts here at Dolphins Talk regularly, you've heard us talk about True Classic, our new sponsor, True Classic Tees. And listen, guys, I'm telling you, these are really great T-shirts. If I mean, if you listen to our show, you know that I have been a fan of True Classic since before they came on board as a sponsor. And in fact, I'm wearing uh, one of their hoodies right now. This is a pullover hoodie. Um, I bought it. This blue one came with a zip-up hoodie. Same color, same feel. It's just so I got it in a pack, and they do that on their site. They, they have different packs of T-shirts. So you can get a bunch of different colors. You can get a bunch of – if you really like black T-shirts, you can get six black T-shirts, and you get a little bit of lower price doing that. You can save some money. Um, whatever it is, the thing about these shirts is they fit really well. They feel good. They look good. They're comfortable. You're going to look good. I mean, the biggest thing is my, my wife absolutely loves these shirts because she looks at me wearing them, and she's like, hello. Hello. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. It's, uh, you know, I don't want to gross you out with the details of what goes on in my house. But let me tell you, it's uh, it's guys, it's a good thing for you in, in this in these outfits. So if you're looking for especially if you, you know, if you like have a hard time finding shirts that that look good on you, you have a hard time finding clothes that look good on you. You got to give True Classic a try because I think you're going to be happy with the results. And on top of that, you can use the promo code Dolphins Talk and get a 25% discount, which is a pretty good deal. They also just introduced um chinos over there. So if you like chino pants, they've got them now over there uh long pants and shorts. Uh, at trueclassic.com. So go over and check it out. I actually just ordered a pair of the black uh, chinos uh, over the weekend because I'm on their text messaging list. So I got actually found out early VIP access. And I promise it's not because we're they're sponsoring us. It's because I really, I, I like their products. So I, I want to know what they're up to. So anyway, you should be too. Head over to trueclassic.com. Use the promo code Dolphins Talk. You're going to save 25% off and you're going to end up with some clothes that are going to make you look and feel real good at the end of it. And then the other thing I want to mention is BetUS is back. Uh, make sure that you uh, use that promo code Dolphins Talk when you sign up on BetUS. You get a bonus and there's going to be some other special stuff coming your way if you were a Dolphins Talk listener over at BetUS. So uh, if you're into doing the online gambling thing, you like to place a couple wagers on your phone or whatever it is, BetUS is the platform that you should be using, especially if you were a Dolphin fan, because there's going to be some things coming your way soon that you want to keep your eye out for. Anyway, that's going to do it for me. I'll hand it over to the brain and let him give you his thoughts. Oh, one last thing. One last thing. Remember, guys, it's the preseason. I see a lot of people coming up with big takes big takes about this game drawn 
major conclusions about one player or another. Remember, this is one preseason game. It's only a fraction of what these coaches are seeing, right? It You're giving it outweighed, you're giving it, you know, outsized importance because it's the one thing that you're sort of seeing in completion, right? If you're not there at practice day in and day out, you haven't been at training camp every single day, you haven't seen each of these players. Yeah, you've heard reports, but you haven't seen it with your own eyes. And so therefore, this you give this game outsized importance, right? And, and, and it's one game. It's a fraction of a thing. Don't do that, right? Pump the brakes. Understand this is a small sample size, relatively speaking. And while it it is technically in a competition with another team, uh, what you see on the field in that game doesn't necessarily outweigh what those coaches are seeing day in day out behind the scenes, right? So just something to keep in mind as you think about these preseason games as they go along because they tend to have, they tend to, people tend to give them outsized importance than really what they should be because again, it's only one piece of the pie whereas some of us feel like that's the entire pie. It's not the entire pie, just a little piece. All right, that's enough for me. Let's send it over to Aaron the Brain, who's going to tell you his thoughts on Dolphins Bucks. We'll be back later this week together with another live stream. So hit subscribe on the Dolphins Talk YouTube channel right now. Also like this video right now. All right, here's the brain. Go Dolphins. Robert Wilson stays in there. He and Kirby in the backfield. Dan Marino, 20 of 35, passing 232 yards. Second down play. Marino, the quick pitch going back to Kirby, following Wilson around the left side. He's to the five. He dives. He's in. Oh, my goodness. What a play. That was a long jump of about 15 feet into the end zone for Terry Kirby. I'll tell you, the Bulgarian judge just gave Terry Kirby a 10. (laughs) That was magnificent. What is up, Miami Dolphin fans? Uh, This is Aaron the Brain, and the Miami Dolphins played a football game yesterday. Uh, As I record this Monday night, actually they they played the game two days ago. I happened to watch it yesterday as I watched it Sunday morning uh, on tape delay. Uh, Couldn't couldn't think of, uh, you know, didn't think it would be a, a prudent usage of my time to watch that game live. Would much rather watch it. On a Sunday morning, fast-forwarding through commercials, then watch the first preseason game live and ruin an otherwise good Saturday night. And that's not to say that it wasn't enjoyable. There were certainly, you know, it was good to see Miami Dolphins football, even as, you know, much as preseason football is, you know, not real football. And that was on full display as the Dolphins uh, rested Several key players, they see, they surely got what they wanted out of, you know, their evaluations from their key guys in the joint practice sessions with the Bucks earlier in the week. And they used this preseason game as more of a, of an opportunity to evaluate some of the other guys on the roster who are battling for spots, which I, I actually found uh, to be quite interesting. Um, and we'll get into some of the good, some of the bad, and how it's going to affect the the roster going forward. And, you know, the, the breakdown of position battles as they really start to heat up now that we've seen some things put on tape with pads on against opposing teams. But 
I'd be remiss if I didn't start this by by saying the most important thing to come out of that game, unfortunately, was the injury to Trill Williams. And the fact that it came so late in the game uh, is really, you know, disappointing because you feel like you you basically got out of the entire game without a significant injury. And then you get uh, that injury to Trill Williams. And we find out uh, yesterday, Sunday afternoon, that uh, he did indeed tear his ACL and is out for the year. Uh, really sucks. Look, it sucks for him, sucks for his family, you know, sucks in general. It's just a, it's, it's just a, an unfortunate part of the game. Um, but it sucks for the Dolphins. And, uh, this was a guy that, you know, as an undrafted free agent made the team last year, just on sheer ability, you know, athleticism worked hard to stay on the in the team in the front of the team's mind uh was really making a role for himself with this defense looked in my mind and in the minds of many to be the Dolphins third best outside corner so whether you want to call him CB3 or CB4 uh this guy was closing in on guaranteeing himself a spot and he was playing well in this game uh unfortunately you know he goes down with the injury now he's out for the year and, you know, like I said, it, it sucks for him and it, and it really sucks because now it really puts uh, a microscope on the cornerback position and the secondary in general. I thought, you know, look, if, if Trill Williams steps in and becomes your 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 third best outside corner and has the size to play safety, you see that he can tackle I thought that the long-term plan for him was really to be potentially the replacement for Eric Rowe. And it looked like he was ready to step into that role this season. And that, you know, put the Dolphins in a position where you potentially could trade Eric Rowe and get a valuable, you know, get some valuable mid round draft pick like a day two pick for Eric Rowe and save about five million dollars towards the cap roll that over uh to next year because we know that that's you know a huge part of this thing going forward is keeping an eye on how much cap we use this year how much cap we could roll over to next year because next year things are going to be tight and decisions are going to have to be made and this really felt like Trill Williams was giving you the opportunity to to potentially do that. Um, and that's not to say that I wanted them to get rid of Eric Rowe. It just, it, it gave you options. And now with Trill Williams gone, and we'll get into some of the other play from, from this secondary here in, in just a bit. I think at, at this point, you can't, you're, you're certainly not cutting Eric Rowe and, and, I, I don't even think that you can trade him. I think that, you know, obviously if the if the right offer is made, if somebody makes an offer that we can't refuse, somebody wants to give us, you know, a third round pick for Eric Rowe, it's going to be difficult to say no to that. Um, but it wouldn't have been difficult to, uh, you know, to say no to that. I mean, it wouldn't have been difficult to say yes to that a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, if somebody said, 
you know, we'll give you a fourth round pick for Eric Rowe. Maybe, maybe a fourth. The Dolphins would say, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We're still thinking about it. But if somebody would have said two days ago that they're going to give you a third round pick for Eric Rowe, it's, it's a snap call. It just, yes, absolutely. And now you got to actually think about it. I still think I'd probably do it for a third round pick. I don't know that anybody's lining up to give us a third round pick for Eric Rowe, but it's, you know, at, at that point, Getting Eric Rowe off of this roster makes this roster significantly hampered in in the secondary. I don't even know if it's worth the third round pick, to be honest. It it, it becomes a, a decision, um, and and that we'll we'll segue right into the bad from this game. Uh, look, Noah Igbenogany. Let's let's not beat around the bush. Uh, this guy's had ample opportunities, and at this point, he just looks like a guy who was an athlete. He was really raw. They thought that they could mold him, but he's just not a football player. He just does not have the mental part of the game uh, to, to be a cornerback in the National Football League, to recognize, to know where he is, to, to see where the quarterback's eyes are, and to react. He just does not have the football instincts nor the ball skills uh, to, to really be a successful corner in this league. And I just, I don't think it's going to, I don't think the switch is going to be flipped. I don't think the light's going to come on. And frankly, at this point, I think he he's being surpassed now by Keon Crossan, who I think is probably your next best bet. And that's concerning because I don't think Keon Crossan is necessarily somebody that I feel, you know, great about uh, as an outside corner. Uh, but I feel better about him than I do about Noah Igbenogany, and it just goes to show you again the importance of Eric Rowe because not only is Eric Rowe uh, you know, a valuable piece as far as your backup strong safety, uh, a third safety that you can put on the field, a guy that can that can cover tight ends as well as anybody in the league. This guy's also uh, you know, somebody that has experience as an outside corner, and I think right now probably is our third best outside corner, you know, behind X and Byron Jones. So um, I think Eric Rowe just became indispensable for this team. Um, I don't want to bemoan the fact that we lost our fourth cornerback and say, you know, act like the sky is falling because at the end of the day, if there's a certain level of attrition in the National Football League, you're going to lose guys to injury and it could be a lot worse than losing your fourth cornerback. But this was a significant loss for the Dolphins. Other uh, performances that I thought were, you know, less than ideal. Uh, since we're on the defensive side of the ball, let's stay there. Um, D'Angelo Ross, I think, uh, you know, took an opportunity and uh, basically played himself off the roster. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he gets cut this week. He just looked absolutely lost. I, he looked like Noah Igbenogany without the raw physical ability. Uh, like a smaller, slower Noah Igbenogany, and uh, that's not going to make this roster. Um, I think uh, at linebacker, it was a rough game for Sam Aguavin. He did have the defensive touchdown, but that was basically a fluke play where the ball just kind of ends up in his lap and he walks it into the end zone. Um, Aside from that, you had missed tackles you had poor angles just big plays left and right I'm 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 worried if Sam McGuavin is on the is on the defensive side of the football field if he's doing anything other than playing special teams I'm worried for this defense 
Um, the same way I'd be worried if no if Noah Igbenogany is is playing significant snaps on defense. So I think our defensive depth, you know, uh, maybe I'm not feeling quite as good about. Obviously, losing a losing a player on your depth obviously is going to make your depth a little bit weaker. Um, but I don't know that I'm necessarily that concerned about it because I don't know that Sam Aguavin. Uh, first off, I don't think he's a lock to make the roster, and I don't think that he was a guy that was going to be playing very much, uh, you know, on the defensive side of the football field this year, especially with the addition of Channing Tindall, who I do think looked pretty good. Other than those guys, as far as guys that looked bad on defense, I I thought everybody else on the defensive side of the ball looked pretty good. Um, I thought a couple of guys surprised. I thought DeAndre Johnson. Uh, un, undrafted free agent out of UM. I think he went from being an afterthought to a guy that now has a legitimate shot at making this roster as like sort of an edge guy, sort of tweener between an edge guy and an interior guy, sort of in the vein of an Emmanuel Ogba. You know, a guy who can, you know, potentially, who definitely would be a, an end on like an even front and potentially could be, you know, a backup to Ogba uh, in a, in a three man front. I think he, he made an, he, you know, he flashed over and over again. So I think he has a chance to make this roster Darius Hodge, another one, um, you know, more of a pure edge who was consistently putting pressure, uh, bringing pressure off the edge. I thought he had a, a really great game, uh, for Miami, and I think he had now has a chance to make the roster. Uh, the the seventh round rookie Cameron Good. I don't think he flashed as much of those as much as those guys, but he did do a decent job of setting the edge, and he he had a pretty decent game himself. I think the guy, the biggest loser out of this is is Brennan Scarlett, who I I'm not sure if he played. If he did play, I'm not. I didn't really see him. But uh, when you're looking at the play of those guys, younger guys who aren't making quite as much money, and you're thinking about saving money against the cap. Brennan Scarlett, I think, is a guy who has moved now firmly onto the roster bubble. On the offensive side of the ball, look, everybody wants to talk about Skylar Thompson today, uh, and it was good. He, he, the dude played a good game. He did look poised. He He made nice throws. He played an efficient game of football. It wasn't without its mistakes, but... Did he do anything like over the top amazing that makes me feel like, hey, this is a guy that you have to use a roster spot on. You can't put him on the practice squad because if he gets poached from another team, it's the end of the world. I, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'm there yet. I, 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 I think he's making it interesting and he's keeping his name out there on the roster bubble and the better he plays the more people that are going to see it and he is potentially a guy that can get poached off of the practice squad i also think he's a guy that could potentially get traded i think he he's a guy that you know maybe you you shop him around for a team that you know doesn't love what they have at the quarterback position and and sees like hey this is a, a possible developmental guy I don't think the reason that I'm not freaking out about Skylar Thompson is because the only way that Skylar Thompson is part of the Dolphins plans are if Tua really goes up in flames. And if Tua goes up in flames, are you going to feel confident 
about Skylar Thompson being the guy to take us to the next step. I just don't see that ceiling with him. So I, I'm not freak. I'm not one of these guys that's freaking out. I, I, I think it's a cool story. It's it very, very reminiscent of Reed Sinet. Um, who knows? We'll see how that plays out. I'm not sold that we necessarily have to use a, a roster spot on him. Uh, we're a team that's trying to contend for a playoff spot. Um, and there may be other more important uh, positions or, or roster spots to uh, to ultimately uh, hand out. Um, but he was a big story. Uh, Cedric Wilson looked really good early in the game. Uh, right side of the offensive line, Austin Jackson, he played well. And that, you, of, of everything that you saw, it's not getting talked enough about. Of everything that happened in that game, save for the injury, and heck, maybe even more important than the injury to Trill Williams, the play of Austin Jackson. This guy is the, you know, the big one of the biggest question marks on the entire team. Obviously, you know, first round pick just a couple of years ago, and everybody's wondering, you know, this is like a make or break year for him. Well, hey, he finally gets out there and he plays well. Look, it's against backups from Tampa Bay. So I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, it's, it's done. Austin Jackson is amazing. He's going to make the pro bowl. We got our right tackle situation fixed, not by any stretch of the imagination, but it was good to see Austin Jackson play well behind him though, was really pathetic. Uh, Keon Smith and Larnell Coleman looked disastrous. Um, right now, uh, you know, with, you know, if Greg Little is hurt, you might need one of those guys to make your roster, and you do not want to be one injury away from Larnell Coleman. Well, it, it, Keon Smith isn't making the roster, but you don't want to be one injury away from Larnell Coleman playing tackle on this team. Uh, that that could be an utter disaster. Michael Dieter, it was good to see him back out there. Did not play well, did not move anybody, was, you know, consistently off balance or thrown to the ground. Uh, it wasn't a great game for Liam Eikenberg either. So the offensive line question marks remain intact. We'll see uh, continued development there. I would like to see Greg Little, uh, if, if he can get back, uh, I'd like to see what he looks like with some reps in the next preseason game. And obviously you want to see your studs that you played, that you paid for. You want to see Teron Armstead and you want to see Connor Williams. You want to see what this offensive line looks like what they have in mind. And we'll, you know, barring injury, we should get to see that for, for maybe an entire half uh, in the next preseason game. So that's something to look out for. Other than that, um, I think Lynn Bowden made the biggest uh, case for a guy that was kind of on the roster bubble uh, to, to make this roster probably on the entire team, certainly on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Just, you know, was the best receiver out there after Cedric Wilson left the game. Uh, obviously, big touchdown pass on the double, uh, touchdown reception on the double move. Had another big play, another big reception. Also had an 18-yard uh, kick return or punt return. So the fact that the, the, the multiple things that he can do and the dimensions that he can bring, there's just not another guy like that on this roster aside from, you know, once you get past Tyreek Hill and, and Jalen Waddell. So... 
And I'm not saying that he's either of those guys, but he's just a unique guy. When you look at the other receivers at the bottom of the the, the wide receiver depth chart that are battling for spots, whether it's Eric Ezukama, who obviously has a spot, uh, even Cedric Wilson and, you know, obviously Trent Sherfield and Preston Williams and Muhammad Sanu. Lynn Bowden Jr. is just a different guy. He, he brings a different skill set that those guys don't have. And that's why I think... It was a no-brainer that he was going to make the roster if he did if he showed any signs of life this training camp. It's just it was a little concerning because we hadn't really seen it up until the game. But when the lights went on, he he made he made it happen. So uh, I think Lynn Bowden Jr. Maybe he hasn't cemented himself into this depth chart, but I think he's gotten very very close and now to the point where uh, I think he's probably wide receiver five. Um, outside of that, the running backs, you know, it was not very impressive. There wasn't a lot of room to run. Sony Michelle did showed looked like he had no burst. Um, so I was not impressed at all by him. Miles Gaskin had the team's best run. Savon Achman's got Achman's got speed, um, but we didn't see him really get going much. Uh, Jared Dokes, I think, looks awful. Uh, I don't think he's going. I don't think he's sniffing the roster. I don't even think he's making the practice squad this year. And for all the talk about Zaquandre Wright, uh, he he got a couple of carries. Again, not very much room to, to work with, but did not look to be anything uh, anything special. Probably not. A, probably battling for a spot on the practice squad at this point. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously the tight end room. Mike Kosicki had a had a reception early in the game, but. Not really anything. I would say the most concerning thing about the tight end room is is Hunter Long uh, consistently getting outsnapped, uh, not really even contributing. This coming off of a year where, look, he was a third-round pick and he barely played. So I'm starting to get very concerned about Hunter Long and uh, whether or not, I mean, that looks like a bust of a pick right now. It's obviously we're, we're one preseason game into his second year in the league, but right now, I mean, he's getting outplayed by Tanner Connor, (laughs) you know? So, uh, and, and, and not nothing against him. I mean, he looks like he's a guy that's going to battle for a spot on the practice squad and might be a nice project tight end. He's, but the fact that he's showing more promise right now than Hunter long says all you need to know about that draft pick. So look, with all that said, uh, I, I think the Dolphins showed some things. Um, I think the big, the most important thing to come out of the offensive side of the ball was Austin Jackson played well, and Cedric Wilson looked good, and Lynn Bowden Jr. looked good, so you're kind of getting a sense of what that wide receiver room is looking like. I think now you're probably between Muhammad Sanu and Trent Sherfield for the for the wide receiver six, and who knows, maybe they keep a seventh wide receiver and they keep both of those guys. Um, but time will tell. Uh, it's good to have a game under our belts. Uh, one last thing, uh, like a major, like a broad brush takeaway, is that the tackling was really bad. Uh, but that's nothing out of the ordinary in the preseason. So you just there's something to keep an eye on that you want to see get better. Obviously, the second preseason game, you're looking to get all your healthy stars out there for half of football. 
we're still going to see vanilla football, but we're going to see what this te- this offense looks like, what what this team looks like with some of their their bigger players. So I'm excited to see it. We're getting one step closer to actual real Dolphins football, and that is something to be excited about. So um, this was supposed to be a five-minute video. I don't know how, what I'm at right now, probably like 15, 20 minutes. Wow, 21 minutes. Josh is probably going to hate this. He's probably going to do a five-minute video and say, and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to put this along with the brain, and we'll, we'll have like a 10-minute show just to give you guys something to listen to because we can't record again until Thursday. Um, oh, well, here it is. Let, let him, you know, maybe he edits this out. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe, maybe he just puts this out as the whole episode. It's there in the brain show. It's a solo show. It's another monologue of the same old dolphin show. At any rate, good talking with you guys. Make sure to tune in Thursday night. It's probably going to be around 8.30, 8.45. We haven't decided that. Stay tuned to the Twitter. You can follow me at Aaron the Brain. Follow the show at Same Old Dolphins. Follow Josh at Amplified to Rock. And follow the entire uh, Dolphins Talk team. Uh, make sure that you uh, like and subscribe the Dolphins Talk uh, YouTube channel. And make sure that you're going to DolphinsTalk.com, your one-stop shop for all things playing until next time, this is Aaron Crane saying, Go Dolphins!